The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. I never do that. These shows are only 30 minutes. I'm going to bring it for you every single episode, every day. We are presented by DraftKings. It's actually a Tuckheads Tuesday. It's a surprise Tuesday afternoon show. You know why? Because I got my boy from why I'm missing, Alex Anzalone, one of the premier free agent linebackers available after he dominated for the Detroit Lions this past year. He'll join me momentarily. We will have Greg Cosell Thursday morning live from the Combine. So get excited for Greg on Thursday as we get into some of his second-tier quarterbacks, some of the guys we didn't talk about last week with Greg, including Will Levis, for that matter, and some of the other quarterbacks that are out there. Really looking forward to that conversation with Greg on Thursday. We did the Even Money podcast today, which grades from Australia went over all of our bets and what we did well on, what we didn't do well on. So definitely check that out. And, of course, You can always check out the Fantasy Feast podcast. We're talking about some of the guru, John Hansen's takeaways. We'll have winners on Thursday. We'll have a spread the word winner. Looking for someone that follows us on Facebook, Ross Tucker Pod on Facebook. Sponsor confirmation email winner. So many good ones. Just go to the sponsor page at RossTucker.com and all of your wildest dreams will come true. Or at least you'll get a discount code on something you probably need. YouTube shout out, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Just make sure you reply to one of the videos and say, Ross, I want one of those videos you send people, shout out videos, and you got a great chance to win it. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, so he's been on the show at least twice before. So most of the longtime listeners, you're very familiar with him. And I'm extremely proud of him. I mean, I really am. He's going into year seven. He's a captain for the Detroit Lions, but he's a free agent. Had an awesome year. I think probably his best year in the NFL, which is really good timing now that he's a free agent. And he joined us here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. He's number 34, the linebacker for the Lions, Alex Anzalone. And he's from Why Missing, as you guys know. What's up, Alex? How are you? Good. How are you doing, Ross? I am doing awesome, man. Um, 
I got to tell you, man, before we get into any other stuff, you know, with the stuff that happened with your shoulder in college, and then even, you know, when you were with the Saints, I'm just so proud of you, man. Like, your mental toughness, you know, even after you hurt your shoulder a couple times at Florida, I got to be honest with you, man, I was rooting for you, but I thought, I don't know. And I remember after you did it, like, the second or third time, I remember thinking, if you if you called me, I might be like, dude, I I don't know, man. But you you persevered. Is that back to back years now where you stayed healthy the whole time? Uh, last year I deal with a little little injury at the end of the year. I missed three games the last three games, but pretty much, I mean, I've been surgery free for three four years now, so it's a blessing, man. How nice is that compared to when oh having to have a surgery and then rehabbing for months? Oh, it's it's tough because one, you go into the off season, you're set back already. You're rehabbing the injury. You don't get the, you know, real deal training that you would have done if you were healthy. So, um, you know, it's great. Honestly, I just started working out, um, you know, legit again, and it feels good just to get going without any rehab. Okay, so I played seven years in the NFL. You're going <laughs> into year seven. That makes me feel crazy. Oh, for those of you who don't know. Alex is obviously a lot younger than me. And I can remember when I was in the NFL, I would have like a football camp. And Alex is one of the kids that came to the camp. He was like seven <laughs> and would come to the camp. Cute kid. He, he was good friend of the family friend of mine. And now he's going into year seven. Um, has it gone fast? Are you surprised it's year seven already? Just your thoughts on already being, uh, you know, a, a, a big time vet. Yeah, it's weird, honestly. I feel like year six, you're kind of like still in that range of, you know, you just got out of your rookie deal and you're kind of still in that range. But now going into year seven, um, you know, people are starting to recognize you as like, oh, the OG vet um, that everyone talks about in the locker room. So, uh, yeah, it's weird. And I'm 28, so it's kind of – it's an interesting dynamic that I'm not used to. Um, That's how long I played. So – I think you were at Florida maybe one year uh, longer than I was in college. And um, I, I played till I was 28. So that's exactly where, where I was at. All right. We got to talk about this Lions season, man. I mean, um, you start out pretty hot. Then you have a bad stretch. And then the way you guys finish, just kind of your overall thoughts on the Lions season this year that I know a lot of people in Detroit are very excited about. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it all starts with Dan's leadership. Um, we started out, what, like one in six or something like that, and uh, we won eight of the last ten. And, you know, it was it was tough to deal with that adversity early on. But really the year before in, in 2021 really, you know, prepared us for that adversity and dealing with it and, you know, continue to, you know, practice and do all the right things to put us in situations to win. And once we started winning, we just kept rolling on and, um, you know, Dan's leadership was really the, the main, I'd say, thing that would take us in that in that direction. Um, what is it about him? What what is uh what is his leadership or what does he do that that gets you guys to continue to believe even when you know you got off to that slow start last year? Yeah, I mean, I feel like anyone anyone you talk to that's been coached by him is just his genuineness is you know, you don't see that in the NFL much. Um, that's really what guys are drawn to. I've been with him all six years of my career. And, um, you know, because I was with him in New Orleans for four years. 
And, you know, I think that's just what, what guys are drawn to. And, you know, honesty, ge- being genuine, uh, you know, truly caring about, you know, it's a business, but he truly cares about the player. And, um, you know, I feel like that's why guys just buy in automatically. That's awesome. It's funny because I was up there doing a college game after they had lost to the Eagle, after you guys lost to the Eagles, and then that after the next game, maybe you won, and they were talking playoffs. And then next thing you know, you guys lose a bunch of games in a row, and it's like, oh, man, I don't know if Dan Campbell even make it a, a second year, let alone playoffs. And you went on that run. Um, what was it like in the locker room? What was it like, I guess, in the city of Detroit when you guys kind of had it rolling there in the second half of the year? Yeah, damn, it was a good feeling. It was, you know, a lot of the younger guys have been there, you know, to even some of the vets have been there for five, six years, weren't went used to winning like, you know, how we were. And, you know, that many of wins, honestly. Um, so, you know, the, the city was excited. The, st- the stadium was rocking every Sunday, um, you know, but just seeing the guys, you know, feeling what it, what it's like to win in the locker room post game was honestly the coolest thing for me because, you know, I experienced a lot of winning in New Orleans and, you know, it just it's just cool, and I felt I feel like those guys deserved it. Um, yeah, it's interesting because high school, why missing obviously, and then uh, college, Florida. I remember your last year, you were in the SEC championship game, and then with New Orleans, you you hadn't really been on bad teams or teams that struggled. That that was kind of foreign to you, right? Yeah, so, you know, in the NFL especially, I feel like. Um, you know, 20, 21 was a tough season, I think, um, just for me mentally to persevere through. You know, just it's hard. I feel like just losing all those games, It uh, and when you're not used to it, it's tough. But, you know, it challenges you as a person, as a man, and, you know, what type of player and person you want to be. Let's talk about that last game. You guys get flexed to Sunday night football. When did you find out? that Seattle won and that you guys couldn't make the playoffs. And how did that go down? Yeah, so we were in our locker room. You know how it is. You, you're getting – you just are, are in your athletic clothes about to go out for a warm-up. Um, you know, some guys are watching on their phone. Some guy – I think I was tracking it on the ESPN app. Um, they had it on in the training room. Um, but, you know, I feel like all of it was kind of behind – the coaches back, not behind, but you know what I mean? Like you don't want it to distract you from the game as much, um, but it was important. But uh, I, th- I think it was right before we walked out for pregame warmups, we found out and a lot of the guys were just like, screw it. Let's go, let's go ball out on national TV. Cause we, I think other than that, that game, we only had that Thursday um, Thanksgiving game. So, um, you know, we just took it as an opportunity to showcase what we're made of. Um. That's a good point. You guys don't play many primetime games, so that was like unique for the Lions to be able to play in that spot, the last game, everybody watching. Yeah, for sure. I feel, you know, and it was sun, Sunday night, Lambeau Field, January, uh, what was it, 8th with playoff implications on the line against Aaron Rod. You know what I mean? It was it was like magic, you know? It's football magic. Did um did Campbell say anything about, about you guys not being able to make the playoffs and like – I think I tweeted joking around, um, you know, fellas, we're not going to the playoffs, but neither of those mother suckers, you know, let's go kick their butt. Like I, I could just picture yeah. Campbell saying something yeah. like that before the probably, game. I, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it was definitely something like that. Like, you know, F, F these dudes. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, something like that. That's awesome. All right. Um, do you feel like you guys have turned that franchise around? I mean, I don't know how if you can tell or not, but do you feel like you've turned that franchise around? And what was that – what's that like to feel like you're – I mean – there's a lot of history of losing with the Lions, but to feel like, you know, you guys had a winning season. Yeah, I mean, you know, just from getting there last year and, you know, this year too, just feel like there's just an overall culture change of, you know, what it means to be a Lion, the city, um, playing for the You know, it was just like a whole culture change that really starts with Dan and, um, you know, all the other coaches and Brad, the GM, and, um, you know, that they took over to – truly change the culture and the games after that will come because, you know, before they got there, it was just, you know, and people hated coming to work. People didn't, you know, respect the coaches. People didn't think this was what was best for them. You know, it was just a whole lot of that going on that um, they changed really quickly. Um, All right. So, but now for you, you are a free agent and you're coming off the best year of your career you were a captain. You had an awesome season. What are your emotions like right now going into free agency? Yeah, it's it's tough because, you know, like I said, I've been with Dan, you know, for six years and AGRDC for six years too. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a – you kind of have to wait and see and see what happens. Um, obviously, you have to take care of your family at the end of the day and do what's best for them first, first and um, first off. And, um, you know, that's kind of where I'm at mentally. Um, Just kind of going with the flow, seeing what happens, you know, trying to take care of my family, whatever situation makes, makes most sense. And that's what we'll do. Um, I know this is one of those where you, you kind of got to cross that bridge when you come to it and the money's never really quote unquote the same, but, um, if it was the same, you know, would you want to go back to Detroit? I mean, is that somewhere you where you want to go back because of the familiarity? If if the money's the same, or you know, I don't know. I know you you went to Florida. Your wife's from down there. You know, are there other considerations that would be in play? Yeah, I mean, there, there's some of that. I feel like there's a comf- you know familiarity with Detroit and um, you know my situation there. I feel like. You know, being a leader on the team is is something that, you know, you don't have to start all over again and earn the respect of your teammates. And, you know, that's a that's a big part of it. I feel like, um, you know, but sometimes you're just up for a new challenge. It just depends on the situation, really. It's it's kind of like, like you say, cross that bridge when you get there. But, um, you know, I, I do I do love Detroit and um, everything they're about and what Dan and, um, you know, Brad are really about. So, um Let's just talk about some of the factors, right? I mean, it's funny because I, I feel like um, fans think of money and how good the team is. And mm-hmm. I think both of those are huge factors. But there are other, there are other factors like, you know, where you want to live and, you know, where family is or, you know, I, I don't know, maybe you know other people on the team. What ha- Have you talked with your wife or your family at all about, you know, what are some of the other factors that would be in play? What are your priorities? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel like 
she wouldn't give me her input just because she's a she's a ride or die type. Uh, but you know, it's yeah, it's just like this. What's the right situation for me as a player? And then also putting my family in a good position to be comfortable, whether it's location, whether it's uh, you know, do we know other people on the team? Um, you know, it's kind of, it's it's just a mixture of all the factors, really. It just and then you you decide what what's most important to you and um, what's the best fit for you and your family and then obviously money comes along like you said. Do you have a? Um, it's pretty early now. Obviously, free agency hasn't even started. I was gonna say, do you have like a gut feeling about whether or not you'll be back in Detroit, or is it way too early for that? Um, you know, I feel like that there have been talks, um, you know, with them, and it's just a, a matter of you know, what, you know, it's just everything's going to unfold in the next few weeks. So it's hard for me to say, like, you know, I, what's going to go, what's going to happen. Um, but I feel like in the next few weeks, everything will unfold the way it's supposed to. And um, I know a lot this time, you know, I forget when I re-signed with Detroit in the next, last year. I know it was the first couple of weeks of March before free agency. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Anybody from Why Missing trying to get you to come to the Eagles? <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I have a few buddies that uh, <laughs> would love for me to play for the Eagles, for sure. <laughs> I would love that. That'd be awesome for me, for sure, uh, <laughs> to get a chance to call a bunch of your games. You know, one of the things that was cool, Alex, watching you guys this year, you got some young studs that were mm-hmm. around you. You know, the Rodriguez kid, Houston, Hutchinson. Um, what was that like for you to see these rookies – playing and and playing well right I feel like that's you know part of being in Detroit is that you know they're obviously building building the roster through the draft I think that's clear and um you know they drafted well this year and um Aiden came in right away with high expectations and you know some say he would exceed exceed those expectations um like you said Rodriguez kind of just blew on the map in hard knocks and um you know really became a that that star in Detroit and then uh, James Houston, he, I mean, he was on practice squad for the first however many weeks, and then they activated him on, like, Thanksgiving, and then he had a three-piece against on, on Josh Allen. Um, so, I mean, it's just it's cool to see, I feel like, guys, you know, realizing their dreams and, um, you know, especially those guys that are, were undrafted or, you know, six-rounders or, you know, all, all those types of guys that, you know, really have to earn it the hard way. Last question. Um, you have a son now. He's two. How different is that? Because I didn't have kids when I played. Like, has that been different? I mean, did you have, issues, like, times where he was, like, crying through the night? You would practice the next day? Like, I didn't have to deal with that part of it. What's that part of it been like? Honestly, I feel like the way he was born in January, like, mid-January 11th. So, when he got to to last year, he was, like, sleeping through the night at five six months old so I didn't really have to deal with that much um but no it's it's like honestly bro it's the best thing ever just having him especially now he's getting a little like this past season he's able to point to the field and say dad 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 that's like to me that's my biggest accomplishment in my career is seeing him in the stands and they always sit in the front row um you know behind the bench so it's like it's it's the best um that is really, really cool. And what I think is especially cool about that, I know for me a little bit, 
It's a little bit different because I'm in the media now, not playing anymore. But like something might go bad. Like I say, I, I blew something in the game while I was broadcasting. It's so nice uh, to come home to my daughters and they don't care at all. <laughs> they, dude, don't, they don't have any yeah. idea. They don't care. <laughs> they just want to play with daddy. It's like, okay, that's what matters. Yeah, exactly. That's, and that's, it puts everything in perspective. If you have a crappy game and, you know, I come home, I'm tired and whatnot. And, you know, he just go at the doorway and daddy, daddy, and just wanted to play. So like you said, it's honestly the best thing, the best thing uh, that I have in my career. Follow him on social media. It's at Alex Anzalone34 on Twitter. Alex Anzalone34 on Instagram as well so that you can, number one, see where he ends up. And you can all be messaging him the next couple of weeks. You got to come to my <laughs> team, man. You got to come to my team, man. Um, I hope it works out for you. I know it will. Uh, you put in the work. You had the season that you deserve to have. Look, I mean, you're 28. Get a nice four- or five-year contract maybe. Uh, with what you did this past year. I hope it goes awesome, Alex. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks, bro. There he is, Alex Anzalone. Awesome to talk with him. Awesome to save money, by the way. Do you know the average person has around 12 paid subscriptions? Think about it right now. Think about how many paid subscriptions you have. Yeah, you can't name 12, but you the average person does. So that means you have subscriptions you don't even need and don't even know about that you're paying for right now. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. I mean, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money saving the average person up to 720 bucks a year. That's a lot of money. Stop throwing away your money. Cancel unwanted subscriptions. They actually do it for you. You press a button. It's amazing. And manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash Ross. That's rocketmoney.com slash Ross. Rocketmoney.com slash Ross. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, Ross, we'll start in Washington, where the Commanders released quarterback Carson Wentz and slot cornerback Bobby McCain. Yeah, um, boy, very interesting with Wentz. Very interesting. I mean, it feels like just yesterday he got that big contract from the Eagles and people thought he'd be the quarterback for – 10 years. And then the Colts kind of thought he'd be their guy. The commanders kind of thought he'd be their guy. You know, I still think he's a fine quarterback. I just don't think he's worth the money. I mean, I think they're realizing he's not worth the money that they were all paying him in Indiana, Washington. Really curious to see whether or not he elects to retire or compete for a starting job somewhere or be a backup. I don't know. He doesn't really strike me as a backup type. 
He's made over $100 million. It'll be interesting. Tuck Stakes. We'll stay in Washington, where the Commanders placed the franchise tag on Deron Payne, which is $18.9 million, fully guaranteed. That is just incredible. I mean, that's a lot of money. Now, I know he doesn't like it, and he'd rather get a huge deal for over $20 million a year, like he deserves, the way he's played and based on the market. But still pretty nice to get $19 million fully guaranteed for one year of football. He's the first guy to officially have the tag placed on him. Tuck Stakes. The Browns are planning to release safety John Johnson. The Atlanta Falcons cut quarterback Marcus Mariota. And the Giants are set to release wide receiver Kenny Galladay. And right before we started recording here on Tuesday afternoon, Jack, I saw that the Bucks are going to release Leonard Fournette as well. This will happen a bunch over the next couple of weeks as teams clear cap space and decide that guys are not worth the money or at least not worth their cap. I think we knew the Falcons would move on from Mariota, knew the Giants would release Galladay. The John Johnson one's interesting in Cleveland. Did not work out nearly as well as I know everybody there had hoped. Tuck Stakes. The Eagles seem to have found both their their coordinators promoting quarterback coach Brian Johnson to offensive coordinator, and they appear poised to hire Sean Desai from the Seattle Seahawks as their new D.C. Well, so I think we all knew they were going to promote Brian Johnson because they didn't interview any any offensive coordinator candidates. So it's almost like they didn't really have much of a choice, right? They were obviously going to promote Brian Johnson at that point. Um. The Eagles have not confirmed the Sean Desai thing. Pete Carroll just said that. Off the podium, he was asked by Bob Condada, who covers the Seahawks, is Desai going to Philly to be the D coordinator? He said, yeah. So, um, seems like that's going to happen. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe it's just not signed yet. Maybe there's other parts of it that the Eagles need to go through. Maybe they wanted to tell the people that aren't getting it. I don't know. Um, But... Uh, I think they were the last team to have coordinator openings, and so they've now solved that issue. Tuck Stakes. Buffalo Bills defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier announced that he will be taking a year off from coaching. Really interesting. You know, you don't hear this very often. Always makes you wonder if there is a story and what the story is. You know, I'm not going to speculate, but it's definitely interesting They say he's taking the year off, but he will return in 2024. So, you know, I think it'd be fair to ask him at some point why he's taking the year off. I don't know that we'll ever get an answer or the honest answer, uh, but that's interesting for the Bills. It seems to me like probably it'll mean Sean McDermott going back to calling the defense. We'll see. And then how does that impact the rest of the team? Tuck Stakes. The Haslam's by 25% of the NBA's Milwaukee Bucks. Well, there's a lot of news out there regarding Dan Snyder and the Washington Commanders. Well, you know, a minority stake in the Bucks. I don't know. That doesn't mean much to me. It just sounds like it's just an investment. Although, maybe that's just the start, and then they want to get in and be the majority owner of a team. I have never seen a pro sports franchise have as much consistent negativity as the Washington Commanders or an owner. And look, there's been some bad owners out there in in pro sports franchises. It's unbelievable. 
It has been a long time that negativity, bad news. I mean, some of these latest things that are coming out highly encourage you to listen to today's Business of Sports podcast with Andrew Brandt because he had Don Van Nata on from ESPN who did an investigative piece on Snyder, and it's just bad. I mean, you know, some of the things he did to his commander's business partners, reportedly, allegedly, whatever, I don't feel like getting sued, but reportedly, allegedly, you don't do that to business partners. I mean, he was he had the team paying him four and a half million a year to have the team's logo on the side of his private plane, and he called it an advertising fee. So why does that matter? Well, because then that's profit that's not going not being distributed to the other owners that own a percentage of the team and bought in. It's just bad, man. I mean, like, I don't know how he doesn't get sued for that. Really, really bad from him perpetually. Um, I feel bad for those other guys that were commander's owners. Um, you know what I would do with you guys, Fred Smith and the other guys? I'd get you guys some Labatt Blue Lights. If you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Oh, I got one more actually, Jack, that I just thought of. Right before we started the show, it came out that um, the Browns will be playing the Jets in the Hall of Fame game on August 3rd, which makes sense. Joe Thomas going into the Hall of Fame, Darrell Rebus and Joe Klecko going into the Hall of Fame. They typically want to have the fans of teams of guys that are going into the Hall of Fame there. So that's cool. I'm thrilled for Klecko, thrilled for Rebus as a PA guy, thrilled for Joe Thomas as an O-line guy. I love all those guys. I had a great experience there last year, by the way, going to all the Hall of Fame ceremonies for Tony Baselli. Really, really cool. Uh, loved it. And I think Browns and Jets fans, I encourage you guys to go to that. It's a cool, cool experience. It also means the next week, starting the week of August 10th, I guess, is when the Eagles preseason games will get started. So I'll be putting that in the old calendar. Shoutouts. Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, BackOfficeSchedule.com, and MyFrontPageStory.com. Make sure you check out the Even Money Podcast, tomorrow's Fantasy Feast, Thursday's Greg Cosell. We are rolling in the offseason. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.